The Angels had 14 hits and six walks in last night's game. So what did they do with all those base runners? We'll tell you. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. Smile, Jonathan. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thank you for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Fresh Brothers here with you. AKA the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. I'm not feeling very super. I'm not feeling very Halo or very bro right now, nope. Mike, because last night was a disaster, and this team is a disaster, <laughs> and I'm ready to pull the plug on it. Uh, let's let's go through our usual spiel, and then I'll give you all of my spicy, unfiltered thoughts. Hold but on to your butts. Hold on to your butts, everybody. Uh, listen. It's our second season here with you at Locked on Angels. Obviously, we love this team. We wouldn't be here if if that weren't the case. Right. <laughs> there are better things to do with our time than to watch the terrible Angels on a Monday night. Uh, but listen, Locked on Everydayers, join us tomorrow. We're going to recap uh, this 4th of July game. Happy 4th of July, by the way. That's something to smile about. Yeah. And hopefully you're spending it with family and friends uh, they're taking on the Padres, and we're going to recap that start from Shohei Otani. Juan Soto seems to think he's going to have a hard time against that lineup. Ah, Juan? We'll see, Juan. Uh, <laughs> on today's show, we're talking about Carlos Estevez and his all-star snub, and we're talking about this Halos offense, Mike, and how they can make adjustments yeah. at the plate, which is sorely needed after last night and that Padres game where they lost 10-3. to Yeah, let's talk first about uh, Mike Trout. Uh, he took a swing last night and he fouled a ball off and then he immediately started shaking his hand and shaking his wrist. Looked like he hurt something. And as of this recording right now, we don't have any updates. Rhett Bollinger did tweet that Mike Trout said his wrist still hurt after the game. He said he's uh, never had a wrist injury before, so he's trying to stay optimistic, but he looked concerned. And he also said that he's hopeful that it's just a strained wrist. Jeff Fletcher said that Trout said... Hey, just praying that the results come back clean. It doesn't feel great. We're hopeful that it's just a sprain wrist. Johnny, that was a, a scary moment. And and putting all of this aside, like, uh, you know, the team and, and just the icing stuff, on the cake, Mike, it on just a terrible was, it was night. Hard. Like, yeah. of course. Yes. Yeah. And and to see him go down, I mean, he's been he's been really hot lately. Like he's really been picking it up. He's and played 80 games this season. And yeah, they're, they're at most 86, he's played in a long so, time. Yeah. Right. Right. So just super frustrating to see that happen. Johnny, is this an opportunity for Mickey Moniak to play full time or is it an opportunity for Joe Adele to come up and actually prove himself? Both. They need to be in this lineup every single day. You watched it, Mike. Four for 16 with runners in scoring position and this lineup can't get it done. And it's because they don't have the best guys on the field. You got Trey Cabbage hitting bombs. He hit his 22nd last night. You got Joe Adele hitting his 23rd bomb. I don't care if he strikes out at a 30% clip. He's going to get the Angels on the board. Otherwise, let's just be fine with 10 to 3 games where nobody can drive anybody in uh, right. because this offense sucks. And I have this great still from after the game, Mike, and here's here's what it is. Shohei Otani was walking through the dugout. He put his bat away. He put his helmet up in the cubby. It fell out. And so Phil Nevin had his back to this whole situation. Now, maybe to Phil's perception of the moment, Shohei threw his helmet in there and it fell out. That's not what happened. But 
the helmet fell out. Uh, Phil Nevin turns around, sees what happens. He sees the helmet on the ground. He sees Shohei walking down the tunnel. And then this is the look. And, and if you're on the audio side, I have this on Twitter. But uh, for our f- friends and family and viewers on YouTube, this is Phil Nevin after that moment pondering his future, pondering <laughs> what's going on with his team, yeah. pondering what am I doing wrong? Well, Phil, Mike, and John, the scrubs from Locked On Angels are here to tell you <laughs> what you're doing wrong. Your lineup construction sucks. The best players in your organization are not currently on this team. You've made terrible bullpen decisions by having a rookie come in to face, oh, I don't know, Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts and Juan Soto. You have a rook come in to pitch. You waste Sam Bachman, who is one of your best relievers, and you use him in long relief I said this after the game, Mike, if there's not a chair thrown, if there's not a fire up the boys speech, if there's not a closed door meeting after this game, then this team is going nowhere. And I truly, truly believe that. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that they're running out the same lineups, the same structure, the same game plan night after night after night. And it's not working. None of it's working. Shake it up. Take something and shake it. Like, what are you doing? It's ridiculous. So again, I ask you, Phil Nevin, and your pondering face, take a good look at it because you can tell that he's really got the wheels turning there. What are you going to do, Phil? What are you going to do to fix this situation? Because all of this is on you. The approach at the plate, all of it is on Phil Nevin. Yeah, and the bottom of the lineup, it's just terrible. And I know there were, you know, they David, shouldn't be there. there were David Fletcher fanatics that were like, how come he wasn't called up when Padlow was called up? And I think we're finding out why he wasn't called up. David Fletcher's terrible. He's not good. And he has moments where he's better than maybe Anthony Velasquez, but those are your two options. And that's and, what's really Andrew frustrating. Velasquez? <laughs> I can't even say his name right. I'm so frustrated. He's so but- forgettable. I'm also thinking of Anthony Rendon, who has been terrible as well. And you and I have talked a lot about Anthony Rendon, and he just is awful. I mean, ground ball double play when the Angels had a runner on in the first. And they had had two runners on in every inning up until the fifth inning, even the Mm -hmm. sixth inning. They Mm -hmm. had two runners on. At one point, they had the bases loaded with one out, and they just couldn't do anything. Hunter Renfro is watching pitches go straight down the middle, and he's swinging at balls that are completely out of the strike zone. So either he needs to get his eyes checked, or he needs to work on something, or he needs to be out of that game because he is swinging at terrible pitches, and he's watching really good pitches go straight down the pipe. And again, that bottom of the lineup is just awful. Why can't you move Escobar down to eight and maybe move somebody up? Why can't you move some uh, of the lineup pieces around? I know Trout got hurt, but before he got hurt, like why, why isn't Trout batting maybe at third or maybe even batting leadoff. And mm-hmm. by the way, when Trout got his RBI single, Taylor Ward, why are you running back to second base? <laughs> he, he hit the ball what straight great, up the middle. What a great leadoff guy. Sean Figgins 2.0, Michael. He's the He's reincarnation. Terrible. He's terrible. <laughs> I know he got a hit and I know he got an RBI and I know he had two doubles and his n- numbers have been increasing in the last few weeks, but he he's just, he has these moments where it feels like like he is just, he should be on the bench and, and somebody else should be in for him. Mickey Moniak, by the way. And, yeah. and I think that they need to give Mickey Moniak opportunities against lefties. I know that he hasn't looked great. I know that he's only had like 10 plate appearances and he has maybe one hit and like six strikeouts, but I would rather have him trying to figure it out on the field than Taylor Ward trying to figure out how to be a baseball player and a base runner on the field. It was so ridiculous to watch that ball. He could have scored. That would have been a third run would have been momentum, but 
I, you know, then I then I say that out loud, and then I think to myself, no, he wouldn't have scored because Taylor Ward runs like one of those Mario characters, or like from Wreck It Ralph, the movie where he just kind of moves and barely moves his arm. <laughs> yes, exactly. Feels like a Goomba out there, and so I, I just uh, four for sixteen with runners in scoring position is awful. Fourteen runners left on base base is awful. You have fourteen hits and six walks, Johnny, and you only score three runs. What the Padres did last night is what the Angels should have done. The Padres had key hits in key moments. All the Angels needed to do is get three extra hits, and they would have been able to add probably five to six extra runs right. because they had the base runners on base. Yeah, they had them on second and third at, at multiple times during the game. I watched Fernando Tatis hit one the other way. It was a high fastball, a little bit outside. And what does he do, Mike? He goes with the pitch, and he hits it the other way, and then triples. they score again. Yeah, he triples. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... Everybody, everybody has the same cookie cutter approach when they get up there, unless you're Otani, because Otani's Otani, right? Yeah. And and or Trout too. But it's just it's insane to me. Somebody somebody on Twitter made a good point. They said you got to pick a hill to die on. Either these guys are are good, like the young staff, the young guys are good, the coaching staff is helping, or they're not helping. And I contend that they aren't helping. Mm. Carlos Estevez, you got him at a course field. Guess what? He's a good pitcher. Guys who are doing well, who are hurt right now, like Logan O'Hoppy, Zach Neto, they came up from AAA or other organizations. Mickey Moniak, another organization. You've got Reed Detmers figuring out his slider issues on his own because of something he learned last year from not the major league pitching coach, but the AAA pitching coach. There's right. just, there's, and then you've got guys like Hunter Renfro coming over and they suck. You got, <laughs> it's just yeah. like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And so the hill that I will die on is that this coaching staff sucks, that Phil Nevin needs to really hammer home stuff like base running with Taylor Ward and stop putting him in the leadoff position. Yeah. Like I said, you keep doing the same things over and over and over again, expecting different results. What do you think's going to happen? It's absolutely Johnny, insane. Johnny, if the Angels win today and tomorrow, do you change your tune? No. I no. Think the, the, you're, they're going to end up in a competitive game because they have Shohei Otani on the mound. We'll see what happens with Patrick Sandoval. Yeah. But again, the what the order in which this is happening is not working. This batting order is not working. The right. approaches at the plate are not working. Fortunately, we're going to talk about the approaches at the plate and what they need to be doing better so that we'll be talking about that coming up soon. So again, frustrating day all around. The Angels are back at it at Petco Park against the Padres at 3.40 Pacific time. It's Otani versus Joe Musgrove. Of course, you can catch every pitch of the Angels Hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Just search Angels. And coming up on Lockdown Angels, when when the Angels hit well, when do they do it? And when do they need to make adjustments? We're, we got the stats. We're going to tell you all about that coming right up. Show is brought to you by FanDuel. You can take your first swing at betting on MLB games on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 that you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over under to who you think will be the person to hit the first home run. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly, so that's awesome. There's no better place to place a bet on MLB than at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So you can sign up today by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on, and you can get up to $200 in bonus bets. Again, you got to go to fanduel.com slash locked on 
That's when you can get that bonus bet. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Hey, Locked On Everydayers, we're recapping tonight's game or this afternoon's game against the Padres tomorrow. Again, we got Shohei Otani on the mound. We'll see what happens there. They're playing those Padres at 3.40 Pacific time. Catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Just search Angels. Johnny Angels hitting coach Marcus Timms has emphasized attacking the strike zone this Mm -hmm. year, which is more of an approach to hitting than the Angels had at any point last year that would really approach (laughs) this, right? And and it does feel like this approach of hitting the ball hard and being in the attack first mindset has been helpful at times, but has also been kind of detrimental to the halos at times. Mm -hmm. So what we decided to do is buckle up nerds. We're going to look at some (laughs) stats and this is so appropriate based off of what happened last night. We're going to look at some stats as to when the angels actually do well with this approach. And then when the angels don't and how they need to adjust. So Johnny, why don't you start us with when the angels are actually doing well with this attack first approach. Yeah, as a team, the Angels on the first pitch are hitting 355. They're slugging 609. They got a 980 OPS. Mike, there's been 376 plate appearances, so essentially tries where they have swung at the first pitch and had a result, whether it was an out or a hit. They got 127 hits, 18 doubles, two triples, 23 home runs, and 72 RPI RBIs on the first pitch. Now, in 1-0 counts, a lot of the same, a 388 average, a 1.129 OPS, 85 hits, 20 doubles, 17 home runs, 48 RBIs. I broke it down to hitters counts for the Angels, Mike, and listen this to this. In 2-0 and o counts, the Angels are hitting 409, a 397 on base, 849 slugging, and a mm. 1.129 OPS. That's in 68 tries with 27 hits, 6 doubles, 1 triple, 7 home runs, and 22 RBIs. Another favorable count, 3-0. They're batting 600. They're on base, obviously, because it's a 3-0 count, so they're walking at a 9-6-2 clip. They're slugging 600, and their OPS is a 1.562 OPS. That's in 52 tries. There's only three hits and 47 walks in 3-0 counts. So, wow. uh, and in, so there's only been five times where they haven't got a hit or haven't walked in that situation. In a 3-1 count, 362 average, 720 OP, uh, on base, 759 slugging, a 1.478 OPS in 132 tries. They've had three and one counts, 21 hits, five doubles, six home runs, 12 RBI. So it's very clear to me, having broken down these numbers and the, account, the counts that they're in, when the Angels are in favorable counts, they've taken advantage of that. So they have swung away in a lot of situations, and that is where it counts. But, Mike, tell us where it actually gets interesting in this next set of stats. So when the Angels' batters are ahead, their stats are fantastic. 291, 447, 531, and almost a little over 1,000 OPS. They've got 49 home runs, 140 RBIs, 244 hits. When an Angel batter is behind in the count, Johnny, listen to these numbers. 200, 209, 333, (laughs) 541. That sounds like Louis Renhifo numbers, right? Like yeah. that's terrible. <laughs> 201 hits, 30 home runs, 98 RBIs. Here's some of the takeaways. Obviously, the Angels getting into advantageous counts 
yields really good results. That's like a no duh, right? Right. Like a no brainer. Right. Also, be nice to Louis Renhefeld. He had it. He's the only one who had a good night last night. That's true. He did have a good <laughs> night finally. But here's here's the problem, John. But when they're not in good counts, it's not good. And some of the biggest culprits to when it, they're not in good counts, they're they're really wasting their at bats. Are the following players: uh, yeah. Taylor Ward. Mm-hmm. Michael Nelson Trout, mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro, Louis Renhifo, Matt Thice, all of them really struggle when they are when they are stru- when they're struggling in the count when when the count is actually in their favor they're they're really struggling so why don't you walk through some of those numbers yeah so they they these guys are the guys who are wasting counts when the Angels are ahead Taylor Ward in three and one counts has had eighteen tries he's got one hit in those tries he's walked seven times in three and one counts, but he's batting a hundred. He's uh, got a 500 on base and a 100 slugging Taylor Ward in two and O counts, 10 tries, two hits for a 200 average Mike Trout in full counts, three and two. Now, you know, that can be to a hitter's advantage. They are up in the count, but here's what happened when Mike Trout is in a full count, 72 tries plate appearances, six hits, two RBIs, 24 walks, 27 K's, that's a 130 average, a 444 on base, 130 slugging, and a 575 OPS. Listen to Hunter Renfro in full counts. 32 plate appearances, four hits, one RBI, 11 walks, so he is taking his walks. Seven Ks, that's good for a 191 average. Louis Renhifo, who I just said to be nice to, uh, here's his <laughs> stats in full counts. 43 plate appearances, two hits, one RBI, 17 walks. So he is doing the job there. 10 strikeouts. That's an 077 average, but a 442 on base. So kind of a mixed bag there. Matt right. Dice in full counts, 32 plate appearances, four hits, one double, two RBIs, 10 walks, 13 Ks. He's hitting about 182 with a 665 OPS in full counts. So essentially, Mike, what have we learned from this? These guys have to get ahead in the count because when they are ahead in the count, the approach is working. Being aggressive in the zone is totally working. But here's the other part of this. They need to fight off pitches and take the walk when they're in a full count. If they can, I know that's hard. It's easier said than done, but you got to fight off those tricky pitches. You got to foul them off, get that pitcher to walk you. And when the angels are ahead, this attack the zone approach is working but again in those full count situations they've got to be willing to take the walk because they don't have very good results especially some of these important guys here like mike trout and hunter renfro they don't have very good results in full counts so they are better off taking the walk now when you fall behind the angels absolutely have to pivot when you're in attack mode you should be ahead in the count if you're not ahead in the count against the opposing pitcher the angels need to change that attack first approach because clearly it's not working. These guys are so much better ahead in the count. They're terrible when they're behind. And I think that if there's one adjustment to be made, it's that they have to change their attack first mindset when they're behind. It's not working. And the only time they should be aggressive is when they are ahead in the count.
All-Star teams were named. Fans voted, and then the uh, backups were selected, and Carlos Estevez was not on the team. And he probably will be named an All-Star later this week due to injuries or usage from other pitchers, and so that's going to come. But the point, Johnny, that we want to make is that he should have earned a selection from the very beginning. Here's mm-hmm. here's his numbers. 2 and 1, 185 ERA, 34 innings pitched, 42 Ks, 21 out of 21 in save opportunities. Perfect. His ERA plus is 232, <laughs> which means that he's 132% better than the rest of the league. Now, <laughs> Carlos on not making the All-Star game, he said it's crazy, but it is what it is. It sucks, but they picked up their guys and I don't know what else to do. And he said he'd be willing to go, gladly would go, if selected as a replacement. But he feels he should have been picked up front. And so do we, Carlos. Yes, so So do we. we. He should have been selected. Now, there are four names, Johnny, that were selected over him. Yeah. I'm looking at these names, and I would say that two of them absolutely belong on the All-Star team. Batista from the Baltimore Orioles and Cano from the Baltimore Orioles, both mm-hmm. bullpen guys. Let me just give you their stats. Yeah. Three and one, Batista, three and one, 1.16 ERA, 38 and two thirds innings pitch, 79 Ks and 22 saves. He has a 358 ERA plus. I think he deserves to be there. It's pretty good. Now, he's their closer. Cano is actually their setup guy, kind of their, He's their been awesome. seventh, eighth inning guy, right? Yeah. I think Scott Shields, probably. Frankie Rodriguez when Troy Percival was here. He's 1-0 with a 1.12 ERA, 40 and a third innings pitched, 37 Ks, four saves, a 3.73 ERA plus. Johnny, he deserves to be there. Absolutely. But let's look at the numbers of Kenley Jansen and Emmanuel Classe. First, why don't you talk about Kenley Jansen? Kenley Jansen, of course, is closing for the Red Sox. He's got two wins and four losses, a 3.45 ERA, 28 and two-thirds innings pitched, 35 Ks, 17 saves, and a 135 ERA plus. That's only 35% better uh, than league average. Carlos is 100% better than than uh, Kenley Jansen. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> however, there is a rule that the All-Star game has to have a representative from each team. Now, yeah. Somebody out on the Twitterverse was like, then why not uh, Yoshida from the Red Sox? Why wouldn't he be the representative? Yeah, he's having a great year. He should totally be there. So Kenley Jansen is one that's like, okay, I get it. You need a representative from the Red Sox. Sure, not the first one that I would have picked, but I get it. Emmanuel Classe of the Guardians is one in five, Mike. Now, don't get me wrong. He was an amazing closer last year. Right. This year, a 3.40 ERA. Scuffling. 39 and two-thirds innings pitched, 36 Ks, 24 saves, and 122 ERA plus. And uh, remind me how many blown saves that Emmanuel Classe has, Mike? He has, uh, he has six, Johnny. Six <laughs> blown saves. So he could have had 30 saves if he was uh, Carlos Estevez and just streaking so far this season. And the problem with saves is, is that it really depends on the score yeah. if you're going to get that opportunity or not. But to right. be perfect in every opportunity you get is a really good indicator of how good a particular pitcher is. So if anybody has got to go here, Mike, it's Emmanuel Classe. Right. Especially if you're coming down to who's the best out of these guys. Like you can make an argument that Kenley should maybe go, maybe Classe is better than him. 
But if you're going to go with a whole, well, everybody has to, you know, have a representative, everybody gets a trophy, then bye-bye Classe. Yeah. <laughs> then bring in Estevez. Yeah. Well, and and Michael Lorenzen is on the All-Star team from Detroit and he's I think 2 and 5 and and just that's having all a, they have. having having a terrible <laughs> season, but that's the you know, you have to have everybody that represents each of the teams. But in this instance, it just it feels like an incredibly irresponsible oversight because yeah. Carlos is having an amazing, amazing season. And I don't know why you would not go and grab that guy. And again, he'll probably make the team because somebody's not going to be able to get there or yeah, because I of injury, those types Shane, of things. Shane McClanahan just went on the IL and he was selected yeah. as an all-star. So I I truly believe Estevez will be there in some yeah. form or fashion. Yeah. But Mike, last year when, when Rob Manfred did the honorary pick, he picked Albert Pujols, who to be fair was having a good season with the Cardinals. Right. And he picked Miguel Cabrera, who's not the Cabrera of old. It was right. a legacy pick. Yeah. And so like now we're just like choosing and picking and oh, you can come to the All-Star game and you can come to the All-Star game. This guy who works his butt off and is having a career year in his first year away from the Colorado Rockies doesn't get to go. Right. What is up with that? Right. It does it, it does feed the narrative that uh they're just aren't fans of the angels in major league baseball, right? Like they're just aren't fans of, of, of the angels in New York. And, and, and this seems to be like little, little jabs. And I don't know how you miss this guy. And I get it. All-star selections. There's always people that you miss. There's always oversight. There's always like, why did that guy go? And that, that guy didn't go. And, and, and we'll have more of that conversation later this week with Brandon Drury. But quite honestly, like this one just seems so flat out obvious that, it would make sense for him to go. And when it comes to Boston, I'm shocked that Yoshida didn't make it. I'm shocked mm-hmm. that he's not a backup and and that Kenley Jansen is there. Cause I mean, Kenley's, Kenley's having a, a resurgent year and sure. maybe that's why they caught the attention of, of baseball and they brought him on this team. But that's, th- those numbers aren't like blow your mind no. numbers. I think that, Estevez is better than him, right? Like, yeah. so you get the two Baltimoreo guys and then you get our guys. And I think then, <laughs> then you decide what you do after that. What else does uh, uh, Carlos Estevez have to do to right. get on the all-star team? Like, right. I mean, obviously there's no fan voting for relievers and, and pitchers and stuff like that, but just I just think like, there should be. Yeah. Why I not? Think that, I think that they should put them on there. I think that because we're, we're already voting anyway. So yeah, they should have, I know it, it makes the, the ballot huge, but I, I think that they should have some names that immediately get put on the ballot and let us vote do, away because yeah, do a, this, do a week of position of players is, and yeah. do a week of pitchers and relievers, like yeah. separate it out. So it's not overwhelming. You know what I mean? That would because, be smart and intelligent and Manfred isn't that. So that's the, <laughs> the problem. well, I've had plenty of smart and intelligent things. Uh, to say on this podcast, especially in that first segment. What are you doing, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Remember, they play the Padres today at 3.40 Pacific time, and Shohei is on the mound, and you can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. Hey, give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to connect with you there. If you're watching on YouTube, comment below the video. We'd love to hear your thoughts and takes. Obviously, uh, you know, fire Nevin, fire Artie, all that stuff isn't going to help because Mike and I don't make those decisions. Right. <laughs> but yeah. share your thoughts on what this team needs to do to fix things and change things up because it's just getting ridiculous around here. Mike, you asked me earlier 
if the Angels win the next two, am I going to be happy with that? And I'm still going to say no, because as long as they keep running out the same and turning out the same rotation and the same lineup and the same strategies and the same order, it's it's uh, it's it's gonna we're gonna end up with more of these games, these yeah. two three games. It's You're gonna right. happen, and uh, so it's just that's the way it is. Um, listen, what are we doing for tomorrow's show after we swim and barbecue and watch fireworks? <laughs> watch our brother yeah, be a pyro. <laughs> yes. Well, we're gonna recap Shohei Otani's start against the Padres, and I'm looking forward to that. And, and kind of just say this one little nugget, like asking us to admit that this team isn't good or asking other fans like can we admit that this team isn't good anymore that doesn't help either so i just want to add that little <laughs> nugget in there we're going to keep rooting for this team sure. and we want them to be good and so we're going to keep bringing ideas and thoughts and passion and excitement and that's why we're going to be here tomorrow to recap the game and talk about otani and we hope that you join us tomorrow on locked on angels man you know we always make the joke that the front office is listening to locked on angels well you better tune in for this one because right. we're going to have some ideas for you <laughs> right all right friends thanks for being here we hope you have a great fourth of july we hope that uh you started your day with us and you're onward to uh to parties or meeting with friends or family however you choose to celebrate today in the meantime my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john thanks for being here with us and we'll see you back here tomorrow